video and just to kind of refresh our memory about what that's all about because it sounds like we're talking about plants, right? Yeah, it's uh, comparing the process of growing uh, plants for an eventual harvest. It's comparing that to our faith and the process of discipleship. And uh, what do we know about Jesus and discipleship? Well, Jesus talked about uh, some things as he was finishing his time on earth before he ascended back to the Father. He told all the disciples kind of the game plan for everything they'd been learning from him over those three years. He said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. So the whole point is to make disciples. And so part of making disciples is we got to know what we're aiming for, right? And this is about the discipleship process, but comparing it to plants. So uh, anyway, uh, part of that natural process of growing in our faith, uh, comparing it to plants again, is pruning. So our topic today is prune. So how many of you have ever pruned a plant or a tree? Okay. How many of you know what that looks like, though? Yeah, okay. So um, actually, um, if you could tell him not to move that. <laughs> if you could go check that, please. <laughs> um, so uh, what did, why, did, why do people prune? Why do people prune? To increase the growth. To remove dead branches. Yeah. Um, all of this uh, is to help the plant be healthier, right? Let's look at a picture of what pruning looks like. Okay, there you go. That's a pruning tool, right? So, and also, have you ever seen those great big ones? And then if that doesn't work, right, the chainsaw. Okay, you got it. All right, well, um, today, you know, this plant's been growing a while. Uh, we, we saw that we planted seeds the first week, and then miraculously it was big the next week for grow. And now I'm thinking maybe we need to prune a little bit of it here. So what we're going to do is I think this, this is growing really tall here. And so I'm going to cut this down here and cut that little bit off. I'm pruning that plant. So I'll just lay that down in there, and we'll take care of that later. But um, it, it might be hard for that plant, right, to lose that. Uh, but I can see the bigger picture here. The reason I cut that off was so the plant would develop a thicker and healthier structure. And pruning isn't always easy, but it's necessary for new growth to occur. So on this one going to make it much more full and I won't have these spindly little branches coming up with just that much it'll be a nice full bush okay so just as a plant is healthier after pruning and has better growth that in the same way you and I can experience growth <clears throat> as a follower of Jesus even when unhealthy areas of our life are there and they get trimmed too uh, that might seem a little painful at the time but the results are that it accomplishes God's will for our life. We need to see God's work in our life as something that ha uh, that's for our best. God has our best in mind, and his glory is at stake. 
God for us is kind of like this divine gardener, right? As he's uh, looking at our lives and uh, looking over us, he has our spiritual growth as his ultimate goal. So he'll use things in our life to shape us into the people he wants to be. And just like this plant back here, if there's something in our life that isn't good, you know, maybe we got something going off in kind of a wacky way, he might prune that back. And it might be unhealthy, and God will prune it. If there's something in our life that's good, but it's not the best that he has for us, he will want to prune that too. So we need to make a conscious decision to follow God and welcome his pruning in our lives, to join him in finding areas that need to be pruned, that need to be changed. Jesus is the source of all life, too. And so we need to stay connected to him throughout all of our lives uh, to grow deep roots that will sustain anything that we face. And we need acceptance, guidance, and love that we receive from God to be able to grow those deep roots, uh, like a branch that's connected to the vine. And so we're going to read a passage in John 15 today that talks about all of these things that I was just mentioning. And uh, if you have your Bibles want to turn to John 15, in the New Testament, John 15, we're going to be reading verses 1 to 5, and then we're going to be kind of looking at those for a little bit here and seeing what it says to us today. This is Jesus talking to the disciples at that, you know, we took communion. That was at what's called the Last Supper, but it was like a Passover dinner. And at that time, he also talked to them and gave them kind of this last bit of teaching that was really important for them. And these are, this is one of the things he said, John 15, starting in verse 1. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself, but it must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So let's dig into this passage then and see what it says for us today. Jesus makes it really clear here that he is the vine. And he wants us to understand that apart from him, that we really don't have a, a, a life that will amount to much. Uh, just as all the nutrients that the plant needs come through the root and then up through the stem or the trunk and go out then to the branches, uh, the same way all the life that we need to live life to the full comes through our connection to Jesus Christ. The one who is responsible for our growth and for cultivating things in our life is God. And there's no other being who's more qualified Sometimes we think we know more, but really it's God that we want to trust for helping us to know what we should be doing, to oversee the growth process, because he's the one who's the author of all life in the first place. He's the divine gardener. He's an expert at creating growth in our lives. In this part here, it says that he prunes off every branch that bears no fruit, and even the ones that bear fruit he prunes. And in the original Greek, that word prune, that Greek word that's translated prune here, can also be translated to cleanse or to purify. So when we talk about pruning 
God pruning areas in our life, it also means that he's purifying us. He's cleansing us from things that don't belong in our lives. In verse 3, where it says you're already clean because the word I've spoken to you, that tells us Jesus is talking to the disciples here and he's comparing his word or the word of God to the thing that has made them clean. So part of the pruning process in our life should be reading the Bible. As we read the Bible, uh, it helps us see things like what we've talked about before, a plumb line where we can say this is what the word of God says. If I'm over here on an issue, that tells me I need to come back to here. That's part of the cleansing process is God's word. Part of that pruning process to know us what things to leave and lay at the foot of the cross and say no more of that and come back to the center that God has for us. A couple important things to remember as we talk about pruning. It's crucial to keep in mind who's behind the pruning that we want to receive, and that's God, the divine gardener, and also to see that he has this bigger picture. You and I see what's right here right now, and we see the past, but we don't see the future. And God has that bigger picture, so he knows what we need and what we should not have in our lives. There's a verse that talks about God's purposes, and we mentioned this in our uh, Bible study on, on Wednesday, Romans 8, 28 to 30. And I'm going to read this in the New Living Translation because I think it's just so clear, so good uh, in that translation. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son, so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And having chosen them, he called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. And having given them right standing, he gave them his glory. So what this is telling us is that when we are in right standing with God, when we come through Jesus Christ to God, God is telling us that he will cause everything in our life to work together for our good when we're called according to his purposes. So that means that when I'm following God, when I'm doing what Jesus is showing me to do, when I'm not just living all over the place, uh, you know, and not worrying about what is God's word telling me, when I am living the way I should, following Jesus, I am protected by God. I'm under that umbrella of his care and his protection. If I choose to step out, I'm not, I'm not there anymore. God may protect me, he may not. But I'm stepping away from God's will, then I may or may not have his protection. And the pruning that I'm going to receive out there is going to be to drive me back to God. So God wants to take care of us and protect us and bless us as we follow him and do what he's called us to do. So how do we receive God's care for us? The first thing is we need to trust in God's pruning. Like we said, that could be a little painful. But listen, God's got a green thumb. <laughs> he will gently eliminate those things that need to go. And he will cultivate us in those things that will make us healthy and strong and our roots of faith grow deep. So we need to let God prune us so we have healthy growth. I mean, think back to our definition of pruning, to trim by cutting away dead or overgrown branches or stems, especially to increase fruitfulness or growth. That's what the dictionary says. So one of the main jobs of a gardener then is to remove those dead branches, like you said, 
um, or fruitless or broken limbs from a plant. Uh, this past winter, remember when all of that snow came through and you saw those broken trees all over the place? Well, uh, there were a couple of branches that broke off of one of our trees. And, but they, they just split and they were still sort of partially attached. But that, you know, if you just leave it like that, the tree can't grow well. It's going to get in the way of healthy, good growth. So what we had to do was cut those the rest of the way off, prune them off, uh, because those dead branches would hinder good growth, and the dead portion would just get in the way. It'd also get in the way of taking care of the tree because they're kind of like laying all over the place, you know. Sometimes a plant will waste energy and nutrients to help branches grow that don't produce any fruit. Grapevines are kind of like this. When we lived in France, we saw people out in the fields with the uh, grapevines, and they'd be cutting off branches during the, the time everything was growing. They'd be cutting off extra leaves and stuff because if the nutrients of the plant go to producing this lush green plant of a grapevine, then the grapes won't have enough nutrients to grow. They'll get little teeny tiny grapes that won't be what they need. So the vine dresser... The, the man in charge or the people in charge of that vineyard have to go through and prune off those branches. In our lives, we might have something like that too that hinders us in our growth. Uh, it might be sin that needs to be removed. You know, It could be that uh, there's some discipline in our lives that we need to accept from God. It might even be something good in your life that's distracting you from the great thing that God has for you. Our divine gardener will prune all these things away. God will remove them so you have a better opportunity to grow. If earthly gardeners are so invested in fruitfulness and healthy growth of plants, just imagine how much more God is invested in you. The cultivator of the entire universe. And uh, he's interested in that same thing for you, healthy growth and fruitfulness. So the first thing we need to do to receive God's care for us is to trust in his pruning. And then the second thing is to be willing to let some things go, like we've already kind of been talking about it. So let me just ask you, when God prunes an area, when God tries to remove an area of your life, tells you that needs to go, is he angry with you? No. Do we sometimes feel that way? Okay. But why does he do it? Why does he prune that area? Yeah, because he, he loves us, wants us to be more like him. And what was it that Kristen said? To discipline us, yeah. And he has something better for us, yeah. The pruning that God does in our lives is not because he's angry with us. For sure not because he's angry with us or wants to punish us. Sometimes we can get it in our head, but listen, that message is not from God. That message is from the devil. So don't listen to that. He's not angry with you. Um, it's actually the opposite. According to Hebrews, there's a race that each one of us is running in our lives. He, he compares our, our life to running a race, and it ends in heaven. And in order to run this race well, we have to remove things that will disqualify us or hinder us from reaching that finish line well. 
Let me read you that verse in Hebrews 12.1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. See, if you're running a race, you don't want to be carrying this big heavy backpack with all this kind of stuff in it, right? So like the writer is saying... Anything that's causing you to not run well, lay it down. It might be sin, but it might just be something you're doing that of itself is not sinful. It's good, but it's hindering you from what you have to do to follow God. Uh, just when I, you know, pr- prune that branch off that plant, uh, let's just say it was really big and wayward, okay? So when I prune that off, um, so it could grow thicker and stronger, right? Uh, when God prunes us, and wants to remove things from us that we don't need, we're going to grow healthier and stronger in our faith. It's not always an easy or comfortable process. But when we remove those things that aren't healthy for us, we find something more from life then that could not have been found without that pruning. I'm going to give you an example of something that's not sinful necessarily, but something that I needed to do that God put on my heart. When I was 18, after I graduated from high school, I became a follower of Jesus Christ. And it took me a couple of years to see that I probably needed to be a little more careful about who I was dating because some people that I would go out for, were they said they were Christians, but they really weren't that serious about it, and it really didn't make any difference in their life. It was kind of like, In name only, we might say. Okay, so I was dating this really nice guy, and he was intelligent and great to be with, and he treated me nicely, but he really didn't seem like he was a follower of Jesus Christ, so I had to break it off. I felt God say, you need to stop dating this guy. You need to end this relationship. It was painful to do because I really liked him. But I knew it was the right decision. And a few years later, I met Steve. So that was God's best plan. (laughs) We're still married and serving in ministry together. And none of this could have happened if I had stayed with that first guy because he wasn't the right one for me. Uh, If I'd not obeyed God and been willing to lay that down, I wouldn't be experiencing what God has given me today. So we need to be willing to let some things go. And then third, stay connected to the vine. Stay connected to Jesus. Because if a branch on a vine kind of cracks and falls off, it's not going to grow healthy fruit, right? In John 15, verses 4 and 5, just to go back there, we read this earlier, but I want to just read this again to you. Remain in me, and I also remain in you. Then he says how no branch can Bear fruit, it must remain in the vine. And then I'm the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you'll bear much fruit. So that word remain in the original Greek means to abide, to stay, to wait, and to be kept. So we can't have healthy, fruitful lives if we don't stay and wait and be connected, be kept by the vine. If we don't stay connected to Jesus, our strength to live our lives comes by living in connection to Jesus Christ. So in Galatians, it talks about fruitfulness. 
It talks about how there are these nine different aspects of the fruit of the Holy Spirit that should be part of each of our lives. Because when we become a follower of Christ, when we accept him as our Savior, meaning we say, Lord, I want you to be my Savior and Lord, and we say, I'm going to follow you, at that point, the Holy Spirit becomes part of our life. It's not the thing of like being saturated by the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit is there within you deep inside. And so there's fruitfulness that comes. But for this fruitfulness, we need to give the Holy Spirit permission to, to uh, use us to, as we follow Jesus Christ. We need to say, Holy Spirit, saturate me with your presence and your power so that I can follow you and help me be fruitful as I follow Jesus Christ. Here is Galatians, what it says. This should be part of who we are. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. So God is uh, telling us through this scripture that these things should be part of who we are. Now, do we ever mess up? Oh, yeah. We're like not perfect people, right? Otherwise, who needed Jesus if you're perfect? Um, so what we need to do then is say, Lord, today I kind of messed up on that peace thing. I've been worried all day. Lord, I just surrender that back to you. Lord, just wash that off of me. And instead, Holy Spirit, fill me with the peace of God. So these are things that God wants for us in our lives. They're areas that each of us should have a desire to grow in. And the only way these fruit are able to be evident in our lives for them to grow in our daily lives is that we stay connected to Jesus Christ. Through full surrender to him and through staying faithful, we can stay connected. As we remain connected, then the divine gardener will come and he will cut away or prune away unhealthy or fruitless parts of our lives. And one of those ways, and it's like one of those things we just, it's not like a thing you're all going to go, yay! One of the ways God prunes us is through adversity. And this is part of his process of molding us into the image of Jesus Christ. You can kind of understand adversity when you think about how there's a process of tempering steel and other metals. They're put into intense heat, and that's where they're purified and strengthened. And as the heat is applied, the impurities come to the surface and they're removed, leaving a pure metal. It's interesting that the hardness of the metal is reduced through the fire. That You wouldn't think that would happen. As it's in the fire, the hardness is tempered. It's reduced, and its flexibility under patience or pressure is increased, and this causes the overall strength and versatility of that metal to increase. And it will bend as it's stressed. That's the same for us. As we go through the fire of adversity um, and pressures that are anything but comfortable, whether it's a physical ailment, a financial hardship, a relationship challenge, or a spiritual problem. All these things, these adversities that we face, test us to the very core of who we are. And the fire of that adversity brings out in us all the impurities. And God shows us what those are. I don't know if you've ever noticed, but sometimes when you're in a really stressful time, you might just snap out in an angry way. 
That's God showing you, here's something you can deal with. Here's some anger we need to take care of today. Pray and, re and repent of that. Give that back to God and allow him to remove that out of your life. The fire breaks down our own hardness, and we learn to be flexible. We learn um, to allow God to show his purposes in our life. But we have to choose to allow him to remove that. Revelation 3.2 says, Wake up, strengthen what remains and is about to die, for I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God. When God prunes something off of our lives, we ask him to strengthen what remains so we can be faithful. Remain in him through adversity, through trials, through hardships. Remain connected to the vine. Remember that apart from Jesus, we can do nothing. Spiritual growth doesn't and cannot happen by accident. Following Jesus is this process that we have to enter into when the seed of the gospel is planted in us and we open up our lives to God. And growing in our faith, it takes effort and determination and the grace of God. You know, it's, it's great today as we've celebrated communion to think about the fact that God loves us so much that he sent his son Jesus to die for our sins. So we could be free of all those things that hinder us, to be free of the devil's bondages, that we don't have to stay that way. We can live in freedom. And we have a course that we offer here. Elijah House is, is the name of that course. And uh, it deals with inner healing and freedom from hurts, and hindrances of the past. And we're going to offer it again this coming fall. So if you would like to be part of that, I encourage you, uh, even if you're not wanting to, you know, go on beyond that and eventually, uh, you know, be part of the team of people who pray with people, it's so beneficial for you, uh, for us, just to go through it and learn all of that about how to be healed um, from all of those wounds, all of the brokenness, all of the hindrances of the past. If you want to learn more about that, you can just go to the church website and find out more about that. Um, however, in the meantime, if you have something you want to meet with someone and pray about, we have uh, prayer ministers here, and you can receive uh, personal ministry. So just let us know. Uh, contact the church office for that. So we need to trust God and know that he knows what he's doing. We need to also, uh, even though the process of pain can be, or a pruning can be painful, we need to trust him as he's doing it. We need to be willing to let some things go and stay connected to the vine through Jesus Christ. Be fruitful in the hands of the divine gardener. Would you stand as we close? As we close today, uh, just a couple of commitment points here. Just bow your heads and just uh, allow God to speak to you here. Is there a specific area in your life that God has shown you that could use some pruning by him so healthy growth can occur? If you sense that there's an area in your life that God wants to have you come back to center, come back to what he's asked you to do, just raise your hand. Thank you. And if you're willing to submit to God's pruning in this area, if you're willing to let him gently 
cultivate your, your life. Gently prune back the things that don't belong. Just raise your hand. Thank you. Lord God, we just thank you that we can come before you today and we, Lord, can say, uh, Lord Jesus, we are in your hands here. We just trust you that as you prune us, Lord, and take things out of our hands that don't belong, that take things out of our lives that are, are harmful to us or unhealthy for us, Lord God, we just thank you for that. We trust you, Lord. Lord, we pray that we'd be willing to let those things go that don't belong in our lives, that even the good things, Lord, that are keeping us from accomplishing what you've called us to do. Lord God, we want to be people who follow you and do the things you're showing us. We want to be people who stay connected to Jesus. And Lord God, we just thank you for this example today. Our deepest desire, Lord, is to grow in our relationship with you. We just thank you. Lord, we ask you this week to just search our hearts and know our minds to remove those things that will cause us harm. May your divine work in our life cause us to be faithful followers of Jesus Christ. And Lord, help our roots to grow deep into your love to give us a solid foundation for our lives. We just thank you, Lord, for what's going to happen even today. In Jesus' name. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And let perseverance finish its work so you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.